I'm Alan Weiss. Welcome back to The Uncomfortable Truth. Today I'm talking about misproportion. Misproportion. Here are questions I ask when I coach people. How much time do you spend on this particular activity? And how much is generated from that activity? So in the most direct form, you find people who are in consulting, for example, spending 70% of their time on activities that generate 15% of their income. I kid you not. They don't stop to look at it. You'll find managers in large companies spending 80% of their time on issues that only have about a 5% impact on the organization. Why do they do this? It's easier. It's immediate gratification. They don't know what else to do, or they just don't think it through. And that's the uncomfortable truth. How much time does it take to get ready to ski down a mountain? What's the misproportion? By the time I would get to the top of the mountain, I was exhausted. I had to get into my outfit. I had to carry my skis. I had to get my lift ticket. I had to stand on the line. Then I had to get on the lift. And then when you get, you have to get your skis on before you get on the lift. And then you have to ski off the lift without breaking your head. And finally, you're on top of the mountain and you're exhausted. It's taken you an hour to get there. I scuba dived for many years, and scuba diving is great fun, but you know, you have maybe 45 minutes or 60 minutes of uh, air in your tank, and you have to get ready to get out there, and you have to get on the boat, and you go for maybe 45 minutes to get to the right place, and you're bouncing around in the waves, and you go overboard, and then you have to make sure you're with the instructor. You know, I have seen veteran divers get back up on that boat and pitching waters, getting their gear off and getting in, and promptly throwing up. So you have to ask yourself, how much are you investing for what kind of pleasure, for what kind of return? I love to see these long lines outside of breakfast places. I mean, how good an egg is it? I mean, really, does the pancake have gold in it? How much time are you going to wait to have breakfast? People wait 45 minutes to spend 30 minutes eating breakfast. Who wants to do that? It's misproportion. In Disneyland and other theme parks, for that matter... You can spend an hour waiting for something, in the old days it was Space Mountain, for a 45-second ride. It's not worth it. I know you can get express passes now, you can cheat and claim you're disabled, as people do when they get on the planes all the time, people who say they have a disability and run down the jetway. But nonetheless, how long do you wait for what kind of pleasure, especially people who go back again? How stressed do you get in terms of misproportion? because someone didn't return your call, because someone didn't return your email, because someone didn't signal before they cut in front of you on the highway, because someone cut the line when you were waiting to get into a play, because somebody is smoking way down the beach and you can't smell the smoke yourself, but it's a no smoking beach and they shouldn't be doing that. How stressed do you get because your coffee isn't perfect? The soy milk isn't perfect. The cinnamon isn't sprinkled exactly right. What's the misproportion here? I got behind a guy yesterday in a Subway sandwich shop. You know Subway, right? And the women behind the counter on this day were very, very nice, very accommodating. And the guy is actually telling them how to swizzle, this was his word, how to swizzle the various dressings on the tomatoes and onion and not on the meat itself. And he gave them instructions as they went down this foot long for how to place the onions and where to put the peppers. What kind of misproportion is this? He's going to shove the whole thing in his mouth and chew on it. 
He's not going to recognize those distinctions. I mean, where does he think he is? The Ritz? How much, I wonder, in terms of misproportion, how much time do you put into a speech preparation? I heard Zig Ziglar once say that he put in two hours for every hour which he was on stage in preparation, which of course is absolutely ridiculous, absurd, because he gave the same speech every single time. How much work do you put into an article? How much self-editing do you do, or for that matter, a book, before you're happy with the article or the book or that page? How much work and prep do you put into a meeting that's coming up? trying to consider every possibility, every permutation, instead of just walking in and playing things by ear, by staying in the moment? How much time do you put into getting ready to make a phone call instead of just making it? You could probably make 10 times as many calls. My point is to you that 20% of what you put into a speech, the audience doesn't hear. 20% of what you write in a book is disregarded. 20% of what you put in an article isn't understood. 20% of what happens in a meeting is irrelevant. You want success, not perfection. And the misproportion is looking for perfection instead of merely success. So what happens, my friends, is we're not looking at ROE, which is return on energy. And we're investing our energy in a misproportion. It's not suited, it's not correct, it's not proportional to what we might get back. Conversely, however, in terms of misproportion, we underreact to things like overdue payments. We shrug our shoulders and say, yeah, it's 60 days overdue, but they said it would get here. They said they'd put a check in the mail. They said I'd get approval. We underreact to unreasonable client demands. The client says, hey, while you're here, can you interview two of my people? While you're here, we've got a job candidate. Can you give us your impression of her? While you're here, can you wash the windows? And we don't see that as misproportion, even though it's ridiculous. If I went to my dentist and said, could you check the oil on my car, he'd call the cops. We underreact to slow restaurant service. We just sit there having another drink instead of calling the manager over and saying, is this a marathon or a sprint I'm in here? What's going on? Do you actually go out and kill the cow when I order the, 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 the meal? We underreact to bad food. We tend not to return it. I'll tell you something interesting to me in terms of misproportion. More people return wine, which shouldn't be returned because they don't know how to drink wine. They don't know how to sample wine. They smell the cork, which is useless, and they return wine just to try to be a big deal and show they're sophisticated, but they'll eat crap on their plate. They won't return a bad meal because they're ashamed to. They're afraid the chef will come out with a, a hatchet or a meat cutter or something. We underreact to late service calls. The cable company says, we'll give you a window. I love windows. You know, it's more like a, some kind of vast abyss. We'll give you a window. We'll be there between 9 and 12. And it's one, they're not there. And we call and they say, oh, they're on their way. And we just forgive them and say, well, yeah, that's fine. Meanwhile, your day is ruined. We underreact to imperious doctors, doctors who don't return our calls, doctors who don't take questions, doctors who dismiss our questions, doctors who don't give us options for treatment, doctors who simply say, a la Bob Newhart, stop doing that. And so just as there's a misproportion in overreacting to the guy who doesn't signal for a left turn, 
There's also a, a misproportion in underreacting to a client who tells us that she's going to put the check in the mail but doesn't. Misproportion skews our energy and undermines our success and increases our stress. You know, other than that, it's great, right? Sometimes good enough is enough. I wrote a book once called Good Enough Isn't Enough. It was translated into Spanish, and it was pretty successful. But sometimes, frankly, good enough is enough, and we shouldn't provide a misproportional response by demanding it gets still better. We don't need perfect. We don't even need excellent sometimes. We just need good enough. You know, when I'm on an airplane, I am not there, even in first class, for the culinary experience. So I don't need a great meal. I just need something, if I'm hungry, that will safely take my hunger away and doesn't kill me. So we should neither be belligerent nor doormats. On the continuum, we need to be in the middle if we have the right proportionality and the right response. We should be peers, we should be equals, or customers, or suppliers, or whatever. We shouldn't be taken advantage of, we shouldn't take advantage of others. We should have the proportion to know what's going on. It's one thing to scream at the ballpark and yell for your team or hold those stupid D and fences up. But it's another to talk back at the movies. Screaming in a ballpark is proportional. Talking back to a movie screen is not proportional at all. That's not cultural. It's misproportion. And that, I'm afraid is the uncomfortable truth.